Good afternoon, everyone. Um, my name's Ellie Harris. I'm the business program producer at the School of Life. Um, welcome to M Pavilion, School of Life at M Pavilion with Joe Mitchell um, on the wisdom of mind sciences. Before I introduce it, I'd just like to um, acknowledge the traditional owners of the land um, that we're gathered on today, which is the uh, Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations. Um, so on behalf of the School of Life, I'd like to pay respect to the traditional owners and their elders past, present and future. Um, Joe Mitchell is one of our amazing facilitators at the School of Life. Um, she's a clinically trained um, psychologist and works with professionals experiencing mental illness, burnout, um, struggling to achieve important life goals and find meaning and living well. She's a co-founder of The Mind Room uh, in Collingwood and also works with uh, as the wellbeing manager for the AFL Players Association. So without further ado, I'd love to invite Joe Mitchell up to the stage on um, the wisdom of mind sciences. Thank you, Ellie. Um, so I might sit up here for the first bit, but then I'll be getting active and down there with you and we're going to actually... Um, rather than just listen to me, um, we're going to do some stuff. So um, thanks. I feel so much better seeing you all because I was actually sitting up there over at the chairs going, holy crap, no one's coming to hear this. <laughs> but that's okay. I'll talk to the trees. So I'm really happy to see you all here. Um, so really, I guess Ellie sort of said, like, my background is as a clinical psychologist, but I, I had 10 years work experience before I came to um, clinical psychology, which is really the, the kind of um, understanding of pathology and disorder and dysfunction in people. And so the 10 years before I, I came to that, I was working in sport and more of a performance environment. And so at the end of my psych training, I kind of went, wow, this is a pretty bleak view on... on um, humans and, and who we are. Anyway, it turns out that a whole bunch of other people agreed with me about that and so we've seen a real resurgence or a, a resurgence of um, trying to understand what it means to help people to thrive in life. Not just survive it, but how do we survive life? Uh, how do we thrive in life and not only feel good, but also do good. So it's a lot about the functioning because sometimes, you know, even when we're doing good, it doesn't always feel great. So I'm not talking about happiness per se, as in just that fleeting emotional kind of joy or that, that um, excitement, um, but more something sustainable. So probably contentment or thriving or flourishing. So today we're going to probably focus more on that end of the continuum than we are the pathology dysfunction, what's wrong with people. Um, which is not to ignore all of that, but just to say, um, we've got 45 minutes, 50 minutes, let's see what we can do in this time. Um, so what I also found is that um, a lot of the work that science does in trying to explore and understand and test whether these things stand up or not comes from um, ideas and um, ideology philosophy of people before us. So actually a lot of what I see is in philosophy and art are the, the genesis of these ideas and then psychology is taking a particular bent on it and trying to understand a little in a little bit more um, scientific kind of way what to do with it. So what matters and what doesn't matter. So I'm going to start by just checking in with you because I think that that um, you're probably here because you know that your mind is one of your greatest assets in life. Um, and it's a little bit like, um, you know, with our mind, emotions and body, it's a bit like owning a car, but only ever learning the basics of how to get it from A to B. Um, and a lot of people will go through life like that, 
just understanding the absolute basics. So I think that we should all have an education which helps us to really understand the nuances of how our mind and emotions and body work and how we interact with the environment around us um, to do a deeper dive and basically all become Formula One drivers. Um, so today we're going to take you through something that might sort of step you um, a little bit closer to that and if not for you then maybe it's something you can take to other people in your life as well. So my question, my first question for you is who here has a plan or at least knows what to do if you were trying to look after your body, so your physical fitness? So if you just show me with a raise of the hand you, you'd know what to do. So let's start with I'd know what to do if I needed to get fit. Now let's leave your hand up if you actually have a plan personally and keep your hand up if you execute your plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, so look, I get a sense that we know what to do, we don't always do it, but at least we have a general idea. Okay, let's try the same thing again. Put your hand up if you feel like I know what to do to look after my mind and my emotions. I'm pretty clear on that. Okay. You are not a representative audience, but this, this is awesome. Say hands up and then leave your hand up if you've got a clearly laid out plan of how you're going to do that in your life. So leaving your hand up if you've got the plan and leave your hand up if you actually execute your plan. Okay, we're down to about four people. Hooray, round of applause or five people. Round of applause for all of you. That's awesome. So... The rest of you, um, what I'm going to suggest for the time that we have today is how would you feel like, um, how would you feel about going through a wellbeing workout? So taking what we know from the mind sciences, we're just going to take a couple of ideas, we obviously can't explore everything, and we'll actually put you through your paces here and now. Would you be up for that? Yep. Awesome. So it's going to involve some doing. So I'm going to um, uh, stand up and... Um, First of all, we're going to get a little bit organised, so I'm going to give you some tools to go through this activity. Um, and they're just over here, so I might get, I know you're taking photos, but I'm going to get you to give me a hand handing this out. Do you want to, do you want to give me a hand as well? So, I want um, a balloon, uh, we'll wait with this stuff first and then we'll go with the balloons in a sec, because otherwise people will get distracted. So, what I want is these going out and the... Yeah, paper and pen first of all for everyone. So if you've already got a blank piece of paper or a pen, awesome. If you don't, just pop your hand up and we'll make sure that we get... Um, so we want you to be able to rip this piece of paper out or to use it. Um, okay, excellent, thank you. You coming on in? Excellent. You're, you're getting for the action stage. So we're just grabbing pen and paper. So anyone not got pen or paper? Just pop your hand up. I've got a whole bunch of texters in the bag here if anyone... How are we going? Do you need any more pens or anything? We're good? Great. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Excellent. Ladies, we'll get you some pen and paper as well. 
Okay, I think we're pretty organised now. Um, so now having got you all lined up with your pen and paper, the first thing I want you to do is put it all down on the ground. So we're going to use it in a minute. So I want you hands free. And we're going to get you up off your chairs. So everybody's standing up. Now, um, I'm going to, we're just going to run through some activities. However, you know, I'm not trained as a physical um, therapist or, or trainer in any way. So I want you to listen to your body and just do what is ever within the limits of your body. And if you need to grab hold of something to balance, then we've got all these lovely conveniently placed poles and people around. So the first thing that I want you to do is just have a stretch. So stretch your body out, but really notice what it feels like to have a, have a good old stretch. Okay, and now slightly but not too tricky is what I want you to do is put your weight onto your left foot and pick up your right foot. So I'm asking you to balance on one foot and I want you just to rotate your ankles. So moving your ankle around in one direction and again just tuning in and noticing what this feels like. Noticing any wobble, particularly if you've got high heels on. <laughs> okay, and rotating the foot the opposite direction. And now what I want you to do is I want you to write your name with your foot. So cursive writing, see how you go. And use the long version of your name, not the short version. <laughs> and we're still, I, I, I don't even, what is your name? Okay, there we go. <laughs> right. Okay, we're going to do the same thing on the other foot. So swapping feet and just rotating the ankle, getting it warmed up, ready for this performance piece. And then back the other way. And once again, writing your name. All right. This is a five-step workout. You've just completed the first step. I'm going to explain the method to this madness later on. So bear with me with this. So the next thing I'd like you to do is that, um, like we're in a really beautiful location. And so just take the time to tune in and notice your surroundings. Okay, and there's probably a whole bunch of people around you that you've never met before. So I want you to tune in and notice who's here at M Pavilion today. Don't worry if you make eye contact. <laughs> it's all okay. Nothing bad will happen. Okay, now this bit might be a little more challenging, but bear with me on this. 
having looked around and seen who's here, I want you to pick someone that you don't know and you're going to go and introduce yourself, yeah? Now, I'm going to give you something to just help you with that initial conversation. We're just going to hand out some balloons. So once you've found your buddy, you need one balloon in each pair. Someone blow the balloon up because on the balloon there's a question. Um, so I want you to check in and both of you answer the question, but make sure you get the name of your buddy as well. Okay, so off you go. If there's an odd number, we'll, f we'll um, hook you in. So let us know if you don't have anyone. Oh. oh, maybe pass that to someone. Oh, you got one? Oh, just need one, yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyone? Okay, and you can blow the balloons up, blow the balloons up and tie them off. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring your attention back over here if I can. It's funny, sometimes it's really hard to get people to introduce themselves to someone new or to start a conversation, but bloomin' heck, when we get you started, it's hard to shut everyone up. 
so you can continue the conversations afterwards. Um, this is your new buddy for the next couple of steps of this wellbeing workout. Um, so now what I do want you to do is I want you to grab that pen and that, that paper. So both of you need the pen and paper each. You can pop the balloons down at this stage. Might be a bit tricky to hang on to them. If you've got something to lean on, that would be great. Um, otherwise, just make do with, I guess, leaning on the seats or... But you need to be able to face your buddy. So the new buddy that you've just made. Okay, so we're just, um, as you might have gathered, you're actually going to be doing a little drawing here. You're actually going to be doing a portrait of your new buddy. But there's two rules. So don't start your portrait yet because this is a speed blind portrait. So you've got 20 seconds to do the portrait and, you, and in that time, once you start, once I say go, you are not to look down at your piece of paper. So, so basically, know where your pen is on the paper, get ready, and when I, when I do say, I haven't, I'm not going to say it just yet, when I do say go, 20 seconds, so just get straight into it, okay? So keep your eyes up, looking at your partner. Your time starts now. I can see you looking down, eyes up. Two more seconds, and pins down. So we could probably just take these portraits and hang them straight over in the NGV, I imagine. <laughs> what I'd like you to do is check with your buddy how to spell their name, because not that we can't work it out from your amazing portraits, but just pop their name at the top of the page. And then you as the artist, I want you to sign off with a flourish, maybe put M Pavilion and the date or something, but sign your beautiful artwork. So check their name, spelling. And this, this is the final step in the workout, so I want you to just do it slowly and with intention. Um, I want you to give the portrait to your new buddy. Yep, pop the date on. So if there's any uh, social media buffs out there and you want to snap the photo of your, your portrait and your buddy, then now's your time.
Okay, so you're welcome to stay sitting where you are. We've, we've well done everyone. That was your wellbeing workout. How do you feel? Yeah, you feel all right? Okay, were there moments in that though where you also maybe felt a little bit awkward or like, oh gosh, she's gonna make me draw something I can't draw. You know, this is life. Life is not all rosy, it's not all beautiful emotions and sometimes the really hard, uncomfortable emotions are actually leading us into something that is quite transformative. So it's not always smooth sailing, but hopefully the net effect of having gone through the workout is that you go, ah, and who has made a new friend? Yeah, nice. Okay, so I'm going to talk you through the science behind what we just did and why we did it. Um, though we included those five things in the workout. Um, if you want to stay with where you are, stay where you are. If you're feeling like you need to move, then then move and we'll, we'll kick into it. You, you might all, or you should all have one of these, if anyone doesn't, one of these postcards. Oh, or maybe give them to you to... So um, this, this work comes out of something called the New Economics Foundation in the UK, which seems like an unusual um, organisation for something that's concerned about human thriving or flourishing or, or well-being um, to be related to an economics foundation. But really, the UK has been pretty proactive in, in recognising that the wealth of a nation is more than just um, related to um, gross domestic product and... Um, the economy, that it's actually about how our people feel and how connected they are. So they were commissioned about a decade ago by the UK government to take a look at what's the best evidence-based daily activities, things that are practical and easy to do, um, that seem to contribute to well-being, not just of individuals, but of us as a collective. Um, now, their, their community arm is something called Action for Happiness, and the really exciting news is um, hot off the press, but Action for Happiness looks like it'll be moving out to Australia sometime next year. Um, and so Action for Happiness has extended these findings in the last decade, and they now have 10 key kind of areas that they say contribute to, to flourishing as human beings. But the five that we just went through, so what was the first thing that we did? Yeah, we moved, yeah? And it's not about like doing a really full-on physical workout. It's just about moving. Our bodies are designed to move. And it's not just impacting on our physical health. It impacts on our mental health and well-being as well. So really thinking about how you move every day and getting more movement into your daily life. It doesn't have to be, I go to the gym and I work hard. It can just be about... I walk up the stairs, I, work, I, I get off the tram stop earlier, but just thinking about how you keep your body moving. And there's a lot of links between also movement and thinking that we seem to think more effectively, more creatively when we're moving. So, you know, the little fad of having walking meetings at work, there's some good science behind that. Looks like you do it at your work. Yeah. So it feels a little faddish sometimes. And some of this stuff I'm talking to you feels like things that your mum said or things that your grandma said to you. But I think what's really cool about it is that there's actually a really strong scientific evidence base to say, no, these are actually really important. Now what we have to do is get the message out there to people that these things, you need to look after them. So the first thing was move. Um, the second thing we did was... 
we tuned in, yeah? So we tuned in, we noticed, we, um, you know, took in our surroundings first of all. Did anyone notice anything that they hadn't noticed before? Yeah? Yeah, it's amazing. We go through our days sometimes on autopilot and forget to actually see what's right in front of us. Again, you know, the, the, the mindfulness movement is kind of really reaching a, a bit of a peak at the moment and whether you kind of look at it as, as fad or not, um, there's some really amazing science there. We know that tuning in, um, being able to be present, um, not only it builds well-being, but also alleviates a lot of our stress and um, our anxiety in life. So learning how to tune in. Cool thing about it is it doesn't matter if you don't meditate. It's as simple as doing what we just did then. Stop. Stop. Notice what's going on. Um, so that's step number two, tuning in or noticing. Number three, what did we do next? We connected. So one of my favourite um, psychologists who actually passed away earlier this year um, is a gentleman by the name of Chris Peterson. And, and Chris used to start every single, he's a professor in the US, every lecture with people matter, other people matter. Um, and if you look at the work, and I'm pretty sure they've got the book at the School of Life called Social and the work of Matthew Lieberman, um, who does a beautiful condensed version of why people matter in our life and the ways that people matter and the ways that we can cultivate better relationships. Um, but the core message, if you remember nothing else from today, people matter, nurturing your relationships, whether it's the small interaction that you have with the barista over here. Um, you know, some people talk about technology actually interrupting a lot of social connection, but I realise a lot of the great conversations that I've had in the last four months have been because of Uber, because Uber has brought back social connectedness in the, in the taxi, because these guys, you know, they get rated at the end of it and they rate us. I think it puts us all on our best behaviour. But I had a really lovely conversation with the guy. I now know about his holidays to Tasmania as part of his honeymoon that he's taking the whole family on, the extended family. But yeah, I think it, some, in some ways technology creates more connection. But thinking about how do you connect, and it's probably even more so um, coming into Christmas when sometimes some of the social connections can be a little bit fractious, but just looking to how you can nurture them. Um, fourth step, what did we do? Yeah. <laughs> Who's done a blind speed portrait before? A <laughs> couple of people have done them before. Okay, not necessarily something that we, ever, we do every day. So um, we did this, this activity with a bunch of uh, level three AFL coaches. So these are the kind of the top tier before they go into the senior positions um, or the senior coach in the clubs. And they're obviously working with players all the time and asking them to extend themselves to learn new stuff constantly. Anyway, we got to this point or that point in the workout where I said, okay, and now you're gonna draw a portrait of your buddy. And one of these coaches just whipped round, came right up and went, you can't make us do that. I was like, wow. <laughs> so sometimes learning really pushes us out of our comfort zone. But who found that once you started, it was okay? Yeah, you kind of tuned in to the activity, got lost in it a little bit, got less kind of caught up in, oh my God, I'm going to produce something really crappy here, how embarrassing, or whatever was going through your head. Or otherwise, oh my God, I'm the best at this. This is going to be a doddle. Um, 
So yeah, learning and how we learn. Who here, I mean, again, you're at a School of Life event, I'm probably preaching to the converted. This idea of it doesn't have to be formal academic learning, but it's just this idea of keeping the brain active and um, learning something new every day in whatever way you can. Um, and then last but not least, the fifth step in our workouts. Sorry? Give. Not only is this good for us, a lot of the stuff that we've just talked about has been more focused on you as an individual. The cool thing about that last one is that it's not only good for your well-being, it's also good for the recipient um, of, of the, the giving. Um, so you're doing good not just for you but for other people. Now, you just gave away, I would imagine, a fairly average portrait of another human being. How did it feel to give it? Maybe, maybe have a little, like, let's just take a 30-second conversation. Just maybe describe to your buddy what it felt to either give the portrait or to receive the portrait, because you both did each of those roles. So have a little chat. So, um, uh, I was, I've heard this quote a lot of times and I just thought, I better just check the source of it. Anyway, um, it's been attributed to, uh, to Pablo Picasso, it's been attributed to Einstein, it's been attributed to Ralph Waldo Emerson, but most likely it belongs to a guy called David Viscott that I don't know how many people have heard of David. Um, anyway, it's pretty simple. It's just the meaning of life is to find your gift. The purpose of life is to give it away. Um, and I think that, that in order to create really strong families, communities, societies, um, that we need to look to how we do give and how we connect. And the, the beautiful thing is that by giving, we create more social connections. So um, I think, yeah, it's a really essential part of what it means to be human. So we've taken you through a wellbeing workout. Now the cards that you have there um, uh, have those five steps. They have the reference back to New Economics Foundation and that will take you on to Action for Happiness as well. If you're interested in knowing a little bit more about it, you can also jump on to 
the Mind Room website. We've got a library. We've also got a blog where we talk about more of these these topics. So there's a little bit more around the science and some other resources there. Um, but what I'd like you to do right now is that probably when you were going through that, you were thinking, oh, yeah, I do that. Well, yeah, yeah, I do that. So maybe you already do have a plan for your mental health and fitness. But what, what we find, particularly in, in clinical practice, is that people come in, they're super stressed, super busy, anxious, and they stop doing these things because they seem so inconsequential. They seem like they don't really matter. And what we know is they do. And um, when you stop doing them, it's when um, we become more vulnerable. So what I'd like you to take a moment to do individually is maybe just jot down um, on the back of your portrait um, the things that you feel like you do in each of these key theme areas. So the things that keep you healthy and well. Okay, um, and again, this is something that hopefully you might continue in, in um, your day outside of here. But if you could, with your buddy, maybe pair up with another um, couple of people and um, just share some of the things that you've got in your wellbeing workout. Just hear what people are doing to keep themselves healthy and well.
hi everyone. So I'm going to interrupt your, stay where you are. Um, I'm going to interrupt your conversation for a moment. So um, the last invitation for you here is um, really stems from um, the work of Disraeli, oh, an idea from Disraeli who talked about um, action may not bring happiness, but there is no happiness without action. So I'm going to invite you to an action here. I've got, if you don't have clean postcards because you've written on them, don't panic. I've got another set of them here. Um, we're actually going to use the postcards as postcards. Imagine that. Um, so what I'm going to invite you to do is, from what you've been discussing, from what you've written down, is to put one action that you feel like you can commit to. And at a random time in the future, I'm going to send the postcard back to you. So you need to make sure you put your name and your, your address on the postcard. I have had postcards back without, with one of those missing, um, which makes it a little bit trickier. Um, you don't have to do this. This is an invitation. Um, and also don't write anything on the card that you don't want the postman to see. So um, if you would like a fresh, clean card, then maybe just pop your hand up and we'll pass some around. So as you um, finish your postcards, just pop your hand up in the air with it and um, Ellie will come round and gather them up. And I just really, like I, I invite you to stay and keep talking to people if you don't have to rush back to work. Um, but just to, to wind up with one of my favourite writers is Oscar Wilde. Um, and he said, to, to live is the rarest thing. Most people exist, that is all. So here's some ideas for really truly living. Um, 
and I hope that you find something useful and you go out there and do exactly what he um, asked of us. So go live, go thrive, go use your mind and your body and your emotions to the best of your potential. Thank you very much.